from University Athletics. This is the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Now let's join your host, Carmen Lastoria and Philip Tang. Welcome back to the Burn 'em Up Podcast. Philip Tang back here with you this week, brought to you by Food City. It's a great weekend for Flames and Lady Flames Athletics. We'll talk more about it in a little bit, but the Lady Flames cross-country team continued their dominance, winning their seventh straight Gulf South Conference title. On the men's side, they won their second straight conference title in as well, and they'll have one now six in their time in the Gulf South Conference. Then on the golf side, the Flames won the Copperhead Championship down in Innisbrook, Florida to end the fall season. And Oliver Lewis Perkins, or Ollie, won the individual title as well. And he is joining us here today. And Ollie, what a great final tournament for the fall. Now getting you ready for the spring. Just talk about your play from what you saw from yourself from that last tournament last week, and then leading to the practice, and then going into this tournament this past week. Um, yeah, I mean, the week before I felt like I'd played decent um, but got nothing to show for it and I kind of feel like that summed up my entire fall to be honest like I felt like I was doing the right things um, practicing the right way playing the right way but I just wouldn't get any results so I kind of had a lot of talks with um, Evan our coach and uh, my dad my coaches at home and just try to like try and figure out why that is why there's a big disconnect between practice and um, playing in tournaments because in practice I'm great I was playing fine and then I'd get in a tournament and kind of struggle so just kind of felt like I was trying too hard if that makes sense okay Um, okay. so yeah this week I just kind of went out with the mindset of just play like how I do at home Um, so I actually didn't um, warm up before any of my rounds this week really okay yeah I tried to make it okay yeah so because when we play qualifying um, at Cleveland Country Club I just turn up go out and usually shoot a pretty good number so I tried to implement that this week and it seemed to work pretty well so. I was going to say you uh you set a school record shooting 202 a 67 in round one a 69 in round two and then come back and shoot a 66 in round three anything really kind of like going from day one to day two you're like do I need to make any adjustments what was going through your mind as you got ready for that final round uh so round one I played really solid I just hit a bunch of greens, um, didn't really make too many putts, but uh, anytime you go bogey free round, uh, PJ Tour venue is always a good confidence builder. And then that afternoon, I honestly played better and just didn't make any putts. So didn't really have anything to to show for it, but I ended up having a two shot lead at the end of the day. So uh, that evening, I just kind of told myself, I knew tomorrow was gonna be hard. It was blowing like 20, 20 mile an hour winds all day, really. So um, just had to stay patient and Went out that next morning and got off to a good start and I could see, I was playing with the person who was in second place actually and uh, I could tell he was getting frustrated <laughs> so uh, I just kind of fed off that and just stayed patient and yeah, 66 around there was was fun. How, how could you tell he was getting frustrated? Just what, Was he just like frustrated himself not taking shots or was it the pressure you were putting on it that was making him frustrated? It was a bit of both. So I made an eagle on hole five um, and we were both in a very similar spot just at the front of the green and I... I made it and he three putted and parred and he was pretty angry walking off that green and um there was there was another instance but later on in the round I got up and down for par um, which was quite a huge momentum builder and I could tell that annoyed him (laughs) I don't know what it was but I could tell that annoyed him but um no it was good that's when I knew I was just like I'm 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 in here yeah talk about 
the rest of the team because you guys had a mm-hmm. kind of a slow start last week. Yeah. And then it started clicking. Yeah. And then this week you guys were basically clicking all three rounds. Talk about the, it was the same five guys both weeks. Mm-hmm. What what kind of the mentality of the team leading from this past week into this week and then the play this week? Yeah. No. I think um, the last two weeks has been huge for us because it's been a real team effort. Like all five guys have counted both weeks. I mean, last week we had um, Trey and George who were playing the four and five guy. They they both had top fives in a one of the best tournaments of the year, which um, that's huge for us. And then this week, more of the same. I think everyone counted. Um, and we, we weren't just relying on one person. Like we were constantly relying on everyone to to contribute fairly, I guess. It's uh, especially like on a course that hard, like that's what you need because it's easy for the four and five guy or whoever just to get behind but no i think we contributed very well like as a whole this this year has been a little different just because you and bennett were the only two from last year that really had played consistent well you know week in week out mm-hmm. and so we've had a kind of a different rotation of guys qualifying and then other guys qualifying the next week talk about this back-to-back weeks if how that kind of helped you guys gel a little bit yeah no i definitely think we that helped because it felt like we could um, like carry on our momentum. There was no, there was no chopping and changing. Um, so like the same five that went down there, the same five coming back. So the bus rides the same. It just felt like there was a continuity to it. So uh, yeah, and we knew coming up, we had a great final round last week because I think we jumped up three or four spots. Um, and yeah, we knew we'd just come down here and play our own game. We were going to have a good week. So Got a new coach this year in Evan Spence. You mm-hmm. were under Coach Maupin. You guys won the national championship. How's he been a different coach and maybe helped you in your game a little bit? Because Coach Maupin can help you in certain ways, and how's mm-hmm. he a little different? Obviously, he played in this program, so he knows yeah, all about this program and knows he played under Coach Maupin, yeah. so he knows a lot, but just some, maybe some different things. I think he knows my game well. Um, my freshman year, I actually played with him. Um, so we spent countless hours practicing and playing together. So I think he has a good understanding for my game. Not that Coach Maupin didn't, but... Um, it's he has it more from a playing perspective rather than a coaching perspective okay. so he can tell like that talk we had about me maybe trying too hard i i feel like he noticed that because we've played together so he can kind okay. of okay. kind of pick up on those smaller things so no it's it's been different i'm not sure how to like pinpoint how different it's been but um uh it's been great i love it it's uh he's a great coach so it's been it's been fun I was curious with players that aren't from the United States, how you ended up coming to Lee. So kind of give me that backstory of how did you end up here in Cleveland, Tennessee, out of everywhere you could have gone? <laughs> yeah, I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, so a lot of the international players have to go through like an agency who mm-hmm. sort of spread their results and share their, their profile. Um, and I guess they got in contact with, with Coach Morphin back in the back in the day. And um, I was talking to a few other schools, but... I guess something just clicked here and um, yeah, ended up coming and haven't regretted it. It's been great. Were there any really, really big culture shocks when you first came across and were here in Cleveland as a freshman? Because I'm sure, you know, a few years, yeah. a few years ago, it's way different now than you maybe you've came. Yeah, no, because that was the first time I'd ever been, been to the States was the day I stepped foot on campus and started my freshman year. So it was a culture shock. I'm not sure how to describe the culture shock everything's just bigger over here everything's bigger okay. louder um hey my my diet is way worse <laughs> so yeah i'm it's just different everything's just slightly different it's not like 
I mean, we all speak the same language, so it's, right. it's, it's not different in that sense, but, um, yeah, it's, it's different, but I love it. So <laughs> how different is the golf style of playing here mm-hmm. compared to how you played growing up? Um, See, so yeah, originally I didn't think it was that different, but I think this this year I've kind of realized how different it is. Um, so at home I play links golf, so that's a lot of uh, using the ground. So a lot of putting from off the green, um, a lot of wind, a lot of rain, just kind of battling against the elements. Whereas over here, it's the courses are a lot in a lot better condition. Um, and if you miss a green, you're you're going aerial with it. You're using your sixty degree rather than just trying to putt it. So it's. I had to have a little bit of a technique change with my chipping to uh, kind of adapt to that. But um, no, I enjoy both both styles of play. Um, probably enjoy it more at home, but uh, oh, sure. yeah. Okay. But um, no, I love it. It's a uh, it's a different test. So, how did you get started in playing golf? I started, I think, when I was three years old. Um, my dad took me to just the driving range on a Saturday morning because he's he's played golf his entire life. So he got me into it. Um, just started going to the driving range, had a few lessons, kind of played it as a hobby until I was maybe 15. And then I started to see some improvement, played in some big regional and national competitions, um, had some success. And then, yeah, I guess when I was, I kind of decided I wanted to come to the States pretty late on. Um, didn't really, I don't think I committed to Lee till March okay. of what would be my senior year. So yeah, it was quite late in the process <laughs> deciding that I wanted to come here, but uh, yeah, it was a it was a journey from junior golf to here. It was yeah. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Did does your dad play competitively in tournaments, or is he just one that just goes out on a Saturday morning and likes to play? He, well, he he tries to play competitively. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but no, he like he, I don't know the golf in the golf scene in England's a bit different. I think um, there's a a lot more competition, but for like different age levels or standards, I guess. Okay, so okay. he plays a lot in his club um, and they have big tournaments and competitions, but not really not really like outside against like the regional or national thing. But no, if, I mean, he's a good golfer. He's off like a three or four handicap. So if, okay, yeah, okay. If, I, if, if I go out and play bad, I have to worry about him beating me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so two-part question here. What is the hardest course you've played on back at home mm-hmm. and what's the hardest course you've played here in the States? Okay, um, hardest course I've played at home would have to be Royal St. George's. Okay. So that's near where I live, and uh, it's at, they actually host the Open there. They hosted it two years ago. Right, and they're gonna yes. They're right. in about three or four years, um, and it's just a brute. It's right on, the, right on the coast, so it's always blowing like 25 to 30. Um, yeah, it's just so tough. <laughs> uh, and then over here, I'd say the hardest course I've played is PJ National. Um, we had national, the national championship there my freshman year, um, and it was so hard. They, the greens were really quick, uh, the rough was up, the wind was blowing like 30, 30 miles an hour, and yeah, I, I'll tell anyone, that's the hardest golf course I've ever played. So, yeah, it was well, brutal. It sounded like you played on a lot of different wins, because like last year, yeah. Las Vegas played in the wind, mm-hmm. um, played the wind back at home, and then it, so the national tournament, so you, it seems like you've gotten adjusted to it pretty well. No, I, I love playing in the wind. I I think it's an advantage to me. I grew up playing in it. Um, there's a lot of tournaments where if there's a sign of wind, I'll be really happy, because I think that gives me a competitive advantage. Like uh, I grew up just having to hit it low because if you hit it high you're just gonna hit it nowhere so um 
yeah i really look forward to it when it's windy because i think that gives me uh, an advantage all right so as we mentioned earlier this is the final fall tournament for for you guys and now mm-hmm. you've got a few months and then in february we'll ramp it back up with spring so what's going to go with you personally and then with the team there's stuff you're going to be working on between now and the freezing cold of whatever tournament you're at in february yeah well our first one of the year is down in tampa okay so, so that, that, that helps that <laughs> helps but our qualifying for that will be pretty cold up here yes um i think just work, looking at the stats from this semester um trying to see if there's any major flaws that need fixing uh, i know coming into the last couple of weeks that my short game my chipping my putting was a major major weakness and i've worked hard on that and pretty happy to see some quick results but results don't usually happen that quick they take time and this like two and a half month break is going to be just kind of reviewing those seeing what needs working and either making a technique change to overcome that or just working really hard at it and putting in the hours and um hopefully yeah come out in the spring and see some see some results Oliver Lewis Perkins has been our guest here on the Burnabout Podcast. Well, Ollie, congrats on the individual win and the team win. We look forward to seeing uh, what the Flames can do come February. Thank you. We'll take a quick timeout to hear from our sponsor, Food City, here on the Burnabout Podcast. Attention shoppers, don't forget to ask our certified butchers for great recipe tips. This is an authentic butcher shop where meat is hand-cut in-store, beef is ground fresh daily, and expert advice from a certified butcher is always free of charge. (laughs) Free advice? That's what I call value. The quality I crave, the value I count on. Nobody does food like Food City. Welcome back to the Burnham Up Podcast. Philip Tang back here with you as we thank Oliver Lewis Perkins for joining us after he had a school record 202 shooting in the tournament at the Copperhead Championship down in Innisbrook, Florida. Just absolutely rolled through those tournaments. Shot a 67 in round one, 69 in round two, 66 in round three to win the individual tournament by seven shots over Nico Lang from West Florida who came in second with a 209. The Flames won as well, shot a 282, a 282, and 289 as a team for the two-stroke victory over West Florida, who shot an 855. It was a loaded tournament. Um, last year's runner-up, Oklahoma Christian, came in third. The team the Flames also beat two years ago in the national championship. Also, there were eight teams ranked in the top ten of the Golf Coaches Associate of America poll, and 11 teams ranked in the top 25. So, to say that it was a loaded field is an understatement. Eight teams in the top ten were at this tournament. The Lady Flames came in fifth up at the Nima Colon tournament, hosted by Finley University up in Pennsylvania. It was chilly, it was windy, it was cold. They came in fifth, struggled the first round, but then settled in nicely in the second round. Yui, Sorenjanimit, carded a 77 on the first round. And then followed that one up and kept improving. Shot a 78 and then a 69 in the final round. Shoot a 224 to finish 7th overall. The Lady Flames came in 5th, as I mentioned. Other teams that were ranking and received votes was another big tournament, including Dallas Baptist and Finley. Both of those won national championships the last two years. Dallas Baptist has won two of the last three national championships. Henderson State, Indianapolis, Lee, Missouri, St. Louis, and North Georgia all receiving votes or ranked. So two tough tournaments for the Lady Flames and Flames to end the 
fall portion of their schedule, they'll hop back into action coming up in February. So they've got a little bit of time to improve their game and rest up and get ready for the next round of tournaments in the spring. As I mentioned earlier, the Lady Flames cross-country team won their seventh straight GSC championship, setting a conference record for most consecutive winning wins in a row. So we had six runners in the top 10 to collect just 21 points. Remember, in cross country, the lower the score, the better. We had 21 points. Mississippi College came in second with 44 points. So we had a 23-point lead over Mississippi College. And then Alabama Huntsville was third with 110 points. Aria Hawkins won the individual championship. She is the fourth different Lee Flame runner to win the Gulf South Conference cross country championship. She ran it in 1708-40. And then we had Lisa Kellerman come in third with a 17.31. McKenna Cavanaugh was fourth at 17.37. Daniel Horder placed fifth, a 17.41, 5K. These are all 5K times. Katie Kruger was the final official scorer for Lee. She had 17.46 for eighth place. Zoe Brickley was 10th. Ashton Eilif was 11th with a 17.56, 40, and a 17.56, 80. So just less than half a second between those two finishing 10th and 11th. Phoebe Moran was a second-team All-GSC member with a 20th place finish at 18.37.50. And then Katie Beam, the freshman, was the final lady to complete it at 18.50.90. And so we had eight players in the top 20 or eight runners, I should say, in the top 20 for the Lady Flames. What an incredible, incredible accomplishment. On the men's side, they won their second Gulf South Conference championship in a row, beating both UAH and Mississippi College. It's got, become kind of a rivalry between those three schools. It was our sixth overall championship in cross-country for the GSC. We had five in the top 10 to collect 35 points. Huntsville finished second with 59 points, and Mississippi College was third with 62 points. Our best finisher in this 8K was Matt Fowler at a 23-44. Sam Wilhelm of Huntsville won the individual championship. For the Flames, Owen Pierce came in 6th with a 24-29. Ezekiel Hollis at 24-30 was 7th. And Stephen Clark was 8th at 24-43. And Caleb Guthrie was in 10th. He was the final scorer at 24-47. Jacob Hatcher and Robert Bajardo were 13th and 14th with a 24-52 and a 24-53. Freshman Luke Gaddis was a 25-11 for 19th. Then Evan Moore was 22nd at 25-28. And John Fielding Stogner was 23rd with a 25-29. So we had eight runners earn all GSC with Matthew Fowler, Owen Pierce, Ezekiel Harless, Stephen Clark, and Caleb Guthrie, me on the first team, while Jacob Hatcher, Robert Fajardo, and Luke Gaddis were on the second team. Of course, Coach Morgan, Caleb Morgan, won both the Ladies and the Gentlemen's Coach of the Year Award. So... Congratulations to the Flames and Lady Flames in that aspect. Other action this past weekend, the volleyball team went down to Orlando and participated in the GSC crossover between the Gulf South Conference and the Sunshine State Conference, and fared fairly well. It's a very tough tournament going and playing all the Sunshine State Conference teams, as you very well know. And so they were able to ma they managed to get one win, sweeping St. Leo three nothing. They got swept by Florida Southern 0-3, then lost to Nova Southeastern 1-3. So coming out with one win in the Sunshine State Conference GSC crossover was big. One of the few times we've actually won matches down there in Florida. Lady Flames sit at 13-12 overall and 4-6 and in conference play as we wind down the regular season. They're playing 
They're hosting Christian Brothers, and are at Union this week in conference play. Both those teams are below us in the conference standings. They Then they go to Alabama-Huntsville, and then wrap up their homestand with Valdosta State and West Georgia, then go the next Saturday to Shorter to round out the regular season. With CBU, Union, and Shorter all beneath us in the conference standing, and West Georgia just one game above us in the standings, this is the chance to really dive in and make a move and get that berth into the GSC tournament. So again, they host Christian Brothers tonight on Wednesday night at 6 p.m. The Lady Flames soccer team beat Delta State 5-2 and then tied Mississippi College 1-1. They are in second place in the Gulf South Conference standings. They have locked up a home match in the first round of the GSC tournament. That will be on Saturday night, November the 4th, part of homecoming. Scored an Early goal against Mississippi College, and then MC tied it right back up. I think both goals came in the first six minutes, and then neither team was able to score the rest of the game for that 1-1 time. They've got two games left in the regular season. They host Christian Brothers on Friday night, and then host Union for their senior day on Sunday. So those two games are the ones that remain. The Flames, unfortunately, dropped both games this week on the road. They dropped... The first game to Delta State by a score of 3-1 to one, and then came back and lost to Mississippi College 0-1. They're currently sitting 6th place in the GSC standings trying to clinch a spot this weekend. They'll have Senior Day on Friday night as they host Christian Brothers. Then on Saturday they wrap up the regular season against Union University trying to clinch a spot in the GSC tournament. And that's what's going on here this week. We're getting closer and closer to homecoming. Next week we'll have a homecoming preview and get you all set for what's going to be a busy, busy weekend of Lee Athletics. My fired up moment of the week, I'm going to give it, there's so many people you could give it to, I'm going to give it to Aria Hawkins, become the fourth Lady Flame to win the GSC Conference Championship, winning the 5K in 1708, and she absolutely dominated. She was well out in front, five, six seconds, most of the race, and then even longer as the race continued. She was smiling most of the way. It didn't look like she was struggling at all in her run, and she handily wins the Gulf South Conference Championship. So that is my fired-up moment of the week. That's going to do it for us for this week. As always, the Burn Up Podcast is brought to you by Food City. For all of us at Lee University, we'll catch you next week. <laughs>